Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Larry H. Russell, host of Celtics Beat and author of Follow the Boston Celtics. Thank you yet again for downloading the number one podcast on the web, which covers the NBA's winningest franchise, Celtics Beat. CLNS Radio truly values your patrons. Because of your loyalty to making Celtics Beat the most downloaded weekly Celtics podcast online, we would love to offer a free copy of my critically acclaimed book available at clnsradio.com slash book. That's clnsradio.com slash book. Happy reading and enjoy today's broadcast. Today is Sunday, October 23rd, 2016. This is Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio, and I am Larry H. Russell. On the eve of the season, here we go. Off-season done. Preseason done. Game 1 of 82. Wednesday, the 26th against the Brooklyn Nets at the TD Garden. 7.30 p.m. tip-off here in Boston. I am sure you're aware... In a reaffirmation on our end that we are too. We are aware and we are ready for not just this highly anticipated Boston Celtics campaign, but the coming 2016-17 NBA season here on Celtics Beat, entering our fifth season. Uh, remarkable. Just just saying that. Uh, so much support over these last four and a half years now. The audience, of course, massive listenership each and every week. The moniker holds water. Celtics beat number one podcast on the web dedicated to the NBA's winning his franchise year after year. But this audience and, of course, the support from the Celtics, the NBA, uh, and all the individuals who offer up their time to come on this show. We get great, great guests here and no different this week on this final Sunday before the start of the season. President of the Boston Celtics, Rich Gotham. Frequent guest to this broadcast back again, and very shortly, might I add, it will not be long before you hear Richie on these airwaves. That will be coming up as well. Of course, I mean, we are days away from the season, so we do have to go on record, and we will. So 2017 Celtics and NBA predictions and Boston Celtics president Rich Gotham coming up on episode number 180 of Celtics Beat, which this week is brought to you by Movement Watches, mvmtwatches.com slash Celtics Beat for 15% off your first order with free shipping and free returns. And American Farmers Network, Farmers Network, Farmers Network, Farmers Network. <laughs> I am I am excited. 
AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. I'm I'm thrilled. Finally, we are here. It is what ninety some hours to tip. All right. Also, to our guest today, I'm very excited. We got Rich here with us he, right now. Uh, he he just heard that, so I hope you don't think less of me, Richie. So just hold it for a sec. I actually have to to bang out some house a little housekeeping here. Ticket giveaways, of course, our way of giving back to the listenership who has gotten us to where we are today so we can feature people like Celtics President Rich Gotham. It is now ongoing. If you haven't entered already or want to increase your own odds by getting a friend involved, two tickets to Wednesday, November 30th against the Detroit Pistons. Enter by subscribing, rating, and reviewing Celtics Speed on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review Celtics Speed on iTunes. As we say, we don't beg. We don't tell our audience to give us five stars unless you feel we deserve it. Please offer your honest feedback as it is very important to us. Maybe you do love us. And for that, we love you. But subscribe, rate, and review. Celtics Speed on iTunes for free entry into a contest to win two tickets. As these the Celtics take on the Pistons at the TD Garden on November 30th. We need to see that review to enter you into the drawing. And if you've already done so, get a friend or five to do it. Or maybe you haven't. But subscribe, rate, and review Celtics Speed on iTunes to enter into a drawing for Celtics tickets where you'll see a great game between two of the Eastern Conference's best teams. Fun experience per usual at the Garden. Goodness, uh, maybe you will run into our guest, Rich Gotham himself. He's a very accessible. Rich has been one of my favorite people. He is a big supporter of this show, and as we all know, but great, great person. I always like speaking to him, whether it's on these airwaves or, or, or wherever. He's done a great job with the team. Rich is the president of the Celtics. He's been so since 2007, succeeding the late, great Rat Auerbach, the patriarch himself. Mr. Gotham has been with the Celts since 2004, in which he worked in various business departments of the organization. And our interview with Rich is brought to you by Movement Watches. The NBA season, it is here, and that means the holiday season, that is not far to follow. So that means it's just about time to spread the love to your family, friends, and eh, maybe even yourself. But I would highly recommend a Movement Watch. As we all know, nice watches go for four to 500 bucks bare minimum in these department stores. But thanks to that entrepreneurial spirit, two broke college kids took the middleman out for you so you can afford that sleek and sexy watch to look good on whatever occasion. Style should not break the bank. MVMT watches start at just $95. Said last week I got the gunmetal watch for myself and a bunch of my coworkers here at CLNS. Great, great gift. Classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. To reiterate, starting at just 95 bucks, and as a loyal listener to this podcast, 15% off your first order with free shipping and free returns, a 360 win, 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 mvmtwatches.com slash Celticspeed, mvmtwatches.com slash Celticspeed for 15% off your first order with free shipping, and again, completely free returns. Okay, now let's go to Rich. Thanks for your patience there, Richie. So, uh... Uh, here we go. Rich Gotham, Celtics president, joining us now. Dawn of a new season, uh, Richie, and we all anticipate it much so as this one looks to be one of the better teams in the Asoche. Almost sort of a confirmation that the Celtics, they've made it out of the rebuild like it's home free for us emotionally attached fans. Well, home free might uh, be taking it a little uh, a little lightly. You know, we got a lot of work to do to be the team we want to be. Uh, and that's uh, what this whole training camp and preseason is for, get, getting ready for when the lights go on. But hopefully we'll, uh, we will have uh, 
rewarded the fans for you know sticking with us over the last you know few years. Um, you know the team's been on a nice upward trajectory. You know making progress each year, and of course each year you hope you're getting closer to Banner 18. And I think we go into this season feeling like you know we, we've we've got a better shot at, at achieving that goal, and uh, that's what's what's driving us. And uh, it's like to get rolling and um, see the garden full of fans. I was just talking about that fan support last week with Bob Ryan on episode number 179 of Celtics Beat. It was it was pretty impressive how, how good it was during those leaner years. Maybe not last year. We, we thought last year the Celtics would be a good team. We weren't entirely sure. But two years ago, three years ago, going into that those years, it was murky to say the least. <laughs> The TV numbers weren't sky high, but that's understandable. But attendance was very solid. There was still some sort of attention paid to the Celtics by the local media. There was not that that last time, say, 10 years ago, when the Celtics, Danny Ainge, and, and you guys were trying to rebuild the team. Do you have any theories or reasons for it? Was it maybe, I'm just, I'm not, I guess I'm answering your own question, but maybe more confidence in, that you guys were proven this go-around as opposed to last time? Maybe got off to that really good start with a with that good trade with the with the Nets. Maybe just a smarter media. Do you have any theories into that? All right. Well, I mean, I know when I joined the Celtics in 2003, you know, we we hadn't won anything in, you know, at that point, 18 years. Um, so, you know, that that's a long time uh, to ask fans to to wait. And I think um, having won in 2008. Having established hopefully some some credibility that we know how to put together a winning team, uh, but also understanding that it, it takes some patience to put yourself in a position to execute against that plan. I think our, our fans saw it come together once and had a reason to believe that it you know it, it could happen again. I think they have some faith in Danny's ability to build a team. I think uh, bringing in Brad Stevens was initially, you know, a curiosity for a lot of fans, but I think they quickly, you know, saw that he he could be a successful coach in this league and that he could be a real difference maker for us. And I, I think they also saw, you know, no matter who we rolled out, you know, and if you go back three years, the, you know, the roster was in, in real flux uh, after we'd made that Pierce KG trade that no matter who was on the court, who was wearing the uniform, uh, our guys put out maximum effort. Brad got the guys to play hard. And so, you know, I think more than anything, you know, fans are, can be realistic um, as long as you're, what you're showing them and, and what they're seeing with the team is, you know, their, their best effort. And our guys, you know, under Brad have given nothing but an extraordinary effort every night they take the floor and, and are competitive in, in every game, um, regardless of whether or not we might have been at a, at a talent deficit. So I think all those things – contribute and and plus it's a it's been a likable you know group of guys in my estimation anyway um you know th- this team is an earnest hard-working you know enthusiastic team and i i think they they win over fans you know if someone comes to see them play they 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 get their money's worth for sure so i think i think all those things contribute and uh let, let's hope we continue to uh Earn the fans' faith. I want to get into that real quick. I just got one more question on this because I, I was really wanted to it really rekindled my mind when I was talking about it, and I, and I am sort of comparing it from how you guys did it ten years ago, where it was just sort of bang it all in one fell swoop. Whereas this time it's been a little slower, but it's also the coverage of the team is so different than what it was 
10 years ago. And I just want to ask this one real quick in that, because I was just thinking about it, how do you think that the positive press and the fan support that was there over the last three or four years now, did that make your job and even management's job easier than it was 10 years ago when it was far different as, as we know? Well, I, I think, you know, positive press certainly never hurts, but I, again, I think you have to earn that. And I think one of the things that we were very cognizant of, uh, after, you know, as, as we saw ourselves getting a little further away from a championship with, you know, KG, Ray, and Paul, uh, rather than getting closer, was that we were going to need to make some changes, um, that it was going to take some time to get back, but we were going to be very transparent in our communication about what we were doing and why. And we've been, you know, very consistent throughout that, Here's what we're trying to accomplish. We're, we're trying to build this team um, to last. We're trying to build a team that um, isn't dependent on just making a blockbuster trade or just free agency or just, you know, hitting, you know, getting the number one pick in the draft. You know, we're trying to execute across all those things by putting ourselves in position so that we've got more than one way to get back to contention and we've been very you know we've been very open with the media and with our fans uh about that and i think that kind of transparent communication helps you during the years when you're not quite there yet um you've got to be talking to people and be willing to explain what you're trying to do and i think we're lucky again our, our ownership has been very transparent um with regard to how we're trying to get back you know danny and Brad almost are too a little very, too transparent very, very candid guys, but I think it's good. I think you've got to talk to your fans. If you expect people to stay with you, you need to talk to them, um, and you need to be candid. And I think if if you do that, uh, they'll, they'll they'll stay with you. And occasionally, you know, they might be a little bit disappointed. You know, if you don't get the number one pick or if you don't get, you know, the blockbuster deal done. But I think most of them, when when they think about the big picture, they know we're not married to any any one way of getting it done. Um, and, and so, you know, the Brooklyn picks, I think have, have given some, some faith and given fans some patience, um, that, that, you know, this, that, that we, we can improve any number of ways. And, and so, yeah, as, as I said before, let's hope it continues. And, and, you know, the media in this city, um, you know, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to trick them. <laughs> you know, it, they're going to see, see it for what it is. So if, if the media is writing positive things about us, you know, I, I take that as a, as a compliment that, that we're doing things the right way. And certainly, you know, the media influences the way fans think about us. So it, it certainly helps if, uh, if their view of the organization um, is, a, is a positive one and they have some faith in the organization to, to get back to that championship level. Yeah, it's interesting to note how authentic the Celtics organization usually is as opposed to some of the, one of the other local teams in the area. And also, yes, as op- how open you guys are, not just yourself, Wick, Danny. I mean, they're all very accessible guys, be it for fans, into the media. And I, once, real quick on this, I also I wanted to make this point as well. One of the big differences between now and 10 years ago is the Celtics and even this uh, th- this very media itself accessing – the worldwide audience, which, I mean, we, it's easy to forget that the Celtics have either the largest or the second largest worldwide following for a team in the NBA. So does that even create like a bigger emphasis and really divert much attention and resources into tapping into that through whatever mediums, be it, say, online communities, social media, or, you know, heck, as like you said, even alternative media outlets such as this podcast? 
Right. Well, um, we want to go where the fans are. Uh, and we, we've got 12 million social media followers across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and we're very cognizant of engaging with those fans. And so it's certainly easier today than it was 10 years ago to communicate to a global fan base um, with you know, the availability of social media and the, you know, instant, instant instantaneous nature of, of social media. So we've spent a lot of time and energy, you know, building out our organization to take advantage of, of that opportunity, particularly in creating lots and lots of video content that we can push out to our fans globally. And it's a, it's a new way for them to, you know, engage with the team uh, that they might have only been able to see occasionally when we were on national television, you know, in, in the past. So uh, it's, it's a great, um, it's a great part of the NBA growth story overall and the Celtics growth story. Um, and you really see when, when this team travels, we go to Europe, uh, we fill arenas with, you know, people wearing green jerseys. And it's a, it's a great thing to see, uh, particularly when you're in Boston and it's such a competitive sports market, you know, with all four teams being great brands and championship contenders almost every year. Um, the NBA and the Celtics are, are you know, I, I think what makes us different is we truly are a global business in a global brand. Uh, we don't aspire to be, you know, a global business. We actually are. You know, the NBA's, um, you know, basketball's played all over the world. It's up there with soccer as the two games. So it's a, it's a nice benefit It's, it's to, to have our business. It doesn't necessarily always represent itself in television ratings or ticket sales, but it, it's important, you know, uh, for fan engagement and to, to continue to build that, that fan base. Yeah, it's, I talked about this last week with Bob, is while the Celtics, maybe if all things are equal, are probably, it, it, it's really dependent on, of course, who's good and everything. But let's say, hypothetically, all things are equal. A lot of times, locally, the Celtics fall to about fourth of the four major teams, but they're far and away, They, if you want to measure it world, with the worldwide audience, they have pretty much far and away the biggest following. But Rich, I think, obviously, I mean, what, what am I doing? Keep rolling on here. Have to talk about the team. Preseason has wrapped up. They've played great. They have looked great. Do you have any of your own personal takeaways from what you saw? Well, I'm pretty excited about the addition of Al Horford. I think anyone who's seen him play with us this preseason would be uh, pretty happy about how seamlessly he's fit into what we're doing and how much better he's he's made us uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, it's been really interesting. You, you know, I would have assumed there would have been uh, a bit more of a curve, and, and maybe that happens in the regular season. But uh, that's uh, we were excited about Al, but even more excited once you got to see him in a Celtics uniform and, and playing with that first unit and what what he brings to us. So, so that's been really great, and that's obviously got me excited. Uh, you know, and you look at a guy like Jalen Brown, and yeah, he's 19 years old, and it remains to be seen what kind of contributions he'll make during the regular season. But there's a guy who you know, every time he takes the court, you're sort of on the edge of your seat that something big could happen because he's just that kind of uh, exciting athlete, and he can he can do things that uh, you know. It's been a long time that we've seen a Celtics player who who can do the kind of athletic things he can do, and he's a he's been a solid player and a smart uh, player and a hardworking player. So, you know, excited about him, and then you know, also excited about seeing some of the younger guys um, make that next step. Terry Rozier, it's been great to watch his development in summer league and in the preseason and, you know, hopeful that, that he can be an impact player. You know, he's just lightning fast and his, uh, he's been shooting it better than he did his rookie season. 
And, you know, it's important because we need guys to give us a lift, you know, and losing Evan Turner and, and Sully, we, we lost two guys who were key contributors. So we've got to get that someplace else. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, every year brings um, sort of new developments and uh, new things to get excited about. Return of Gerald Green, actually, <laughs> it was, was uh, to, to me, um, having known Gerald when he's 19 and, and sort of reuniting with him now, it's been great to see his growth uh, as, a, as a person. And, uh, and he's another guy, when he steps on the court, you know, he can go off for, for 20 points in 10 minutes. Um, and, and that's a nice added addition to, to this, this season's squad that we you know, hadn't had in the past. Yeah, I didn't have the nicest things to say about Jalen Brown on last week's show, but it was interesting when you, when you talked about Jalen saying that we haven't had a guy here in a while that, that has you sort of on the edge of the sheet. I actually sort of think back to Gerald Green, say, some 10 years ago on some of the lackluster right. Celtics teams doing that. But do you have uh, maybe even like your um, – this, this is probably not a question made on answer, but do you have – your own definition on what you would would define as a successful season. I know it's very open ended, but uh, this is talk radio well, after all. Listen, yeah, we're I mean we're championship driven. So uh, you know now that we feel like um, you know we're, we've progressed far enough along that you know our aspirations are, are to win a title, and I I, I think um, I, that that's how we should be thinking about it. That's what we talk about internally. Um, and and we're excited that you know we we can be that team. We know we have a ways to go. We know we need to continue to improve. Um, but you know, as far as defining success, uh, you know, success right now for for us is really about playoff success. And um, you know, so you'd obviously hope for a, a deeper playoff run. Um, but you can't take anything for granted. You can't even take for granted that you're going to make the playoffs. So, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's hard to get too far out in front of your, yourself on that. But I think, you know, success for us this year is, is playoff success. And and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get to experience that after, you know, bowing out in the first round the last couple seasons. Uh, but a lot of things have to go well. You know, uh, you've got to be good. You know, you've got to be lucky. You've got to be healthy. Hopefully uh, those things can come together for us and, uh and you know we can we can have the kind of season we're we're hopeful to have, uh, but also knowing that you know the future remains bright. You know we haven't traded away um, any of our future in order to have what we hope is a successful present in the seventeen eighteen season. Uh, so we we should be able to continue to you know improve this team um, and and build. Um, so hopefully this is another year along the progression, you know, on an upward trajectory. It's interesting to hear you speak that way, especially with the beginning. We know that the Celtics and, or this particular team is far from a finished product, and, and obviously that's for the good. But is there any sort of thinking inside the organization in that, I mean, yeah, obviously this team is hopefully going to get much better in future years and really be at the pinnacle of the league, but is there any train of thought in that, you know, you don't want to think like this or wish this upon people, but an injury here or there or something not going right for another team, just like the say, hey, happened to the Celtics in 09 with Garnett. Is there any train of thought that, you know, maybe that could really push the Celtics to having a good season if they creep up on someone else that didn't have something go their way? Well, all you can do is control what's under your control, right? And and that's being prepared to play every night and giving it your best effort. And you got to hope that uh, – 
that you stay healthy. And when I talk about you gotta, you gotta hope for some luck. I mean, you know, health and luck, uh, kind of go hand in hand sometimes. And so you don't, you know, what you do is you go out and you expect to, to play the teams as they're currently constituted. You expect them to be standing at the end. And I think, you know, in our conference, we, we all know, uh, you know, Cleveland is the team with the target on their back. Um, as long as LeBron James is suiting up for them, um, you know, they're the team to beat in the East. And so, you know, uh, like every other team in the East, you know, our goal is, is to beat them and assume that they're going to be as good, if not better, than they were last year. And, and we're really going to have to take a big step up, uh, you know, to, to compete with them. So, um, you know, that's um, everything else. The chips fall where they may, and, and you deal with the circumstances. But what you have to prepare for is you're going to get everyone's best, and uh, and and you've got to – you know, you've got to hope that, that you have a little luck along the way and you can stay healthy yourself. All right, so we'll wrap this up and make this fun because that's what we do here. Fun earlier, but season prediction, and, and this actually holds some water, Richie, because you were the only voice in the world, in the world, uh, who predicted playoffs for the Celtics in 2015. So that was not last year, but two seasons ago prior when everyone, myself included, had them as one of the worst teams in the NBA. They ended up going 40-42 and 42 that year. Good job, so... Let's have a little fun. Give me Rich Gotham's outcome for the 2017 Celtics. Well, I can't, you know, it's it's a little different now when you're when you're, you know, um when you're on the upswing, you know, it's it's easy oh, it's to house be, money. be aspirational, right? So, you know, um I I can't make a prediction, Larry. I hate to uh, to to rain on give, the parade give, give, here, give but something. Uh, all I can say is, listen, I, I think, you know, we're, we're going to judge our season based on our playoff success. And I think any fan, you know, knows what that means. You know, as I said, we're, we're playing, you know, with, with the hopes of, you know, going to an NBA Finals this year. But in order to get there, obviously, you know, you've, you've got to get past the first couple rounds of playoffs. And, and so, you know, that's, that's our ambition. And, and we'll see, you know, where it goes. I, I can't predict where, where, where we will land uh, because, you know, sit, sitting here on, on day one of the, you know, or just before the start of the season, it's, it's really, you haven't seen enough. You haven't seen enough of the other teams. And I did talk about Cleveland, but I know there are a lot of teams in the East that, that have improved. And, you know, Indiana's uh, looking very formidable this year. And you look at uh, the Knicks, who are a team that, that uh, you know, based on the talent they've assembled, um, they, they could have a big season, um, you know. So we don't. We it, it's you know you just sort of have to play the games and uh, and and hope that uh, things go your way. But you know we're we're optimistic and I'm I'm optimistic. So uh, you know I'm hoping you know come uh, May of next year, June of next year, we're still playing. Last one before we go. Is there any changes to the Garden experience? I think after a couple years of a lot of. Major renovations. Um, there's not a lot changed this year. I think you know the fan experience in the Garden was phenomenal last year. The fans really embraced the team. Those the most, two uh, middle most... games against Atlanta, those were incredible crowds, especially that Friday night. Yeah, you know we're we're, we're so lucky to have that, and I, I think our season. You know, I think fans are excited enough that that's what you're going to see from the get-go this season. I think fans are really going to show up, uh, really ready to go and ready to support this team. So it'll be the the most fun two hours and 15 minutes of anyone's week who, uh, who comes into a Celtics game. And, um, you know, that it's, uh, it's an exciting time. I, I think, uh, 
you know, fans will, will come in uh, with a different expectation this year, but I, I think that's, that's good. That's a good expectation, uh, and, and that's what's going to make it fun and, and get people fired up to, to come out and experience the game. Rich Gotham, Boston Celtics president. I always do this to let you go. I give you the floor. Give me a final message to Celtics fans. It's yours. Hey, well, thanks, Larry. Final message to Celtics fans would be uh, thank you for all the support. Uh, the, the organization is always incredibly grateful and never take for granted that we've got the best home court advantage and the best fan base in the league. And, uh, and so keep, keep showing that love, keep showing that support. Um, and, and come on out for a game. Promise you will uh, you will not be bored. You will have a great time, and uh, you'll walk out of there saying, "I, I had a blast tonight." So uh, look forward to seeing everyone uh, in the upcoming year. Hey, this is Larry H. Russell here, critically acclaimed author and host of Celtics Beat, and I'm privileged to be joined by Daryl Conant, former U.S. Olympic Committee strength coach and one of the leading strength and condition specialists in America. Daryl, thanks so much for being here. It's great to be here, Larry. Thank you, Daryl. You're a student of the legendary bodybuilder Vince Gironda. Tell me a bit more about Vince. Vince Gerondo was considered the pioneer of pure natural bodybuilding. His training methods and nutritional concepts are still being incorporated in many gyms throughout the world today, and I had the privilege myself of having him as my mentor. How can we learn more about the methods of the Iron Guru? As a student of Vince Gerondo, I always wanted to give back to Vince in some way. I wrote a book entitled Invincible that depicts many of Vince's programs and nutritional theories that he taught me. For more information on this book, folks can visit my website at www.darylcurrent.com. Darrell, Vince had so many methods and ideas for achieving optimal health. Care to share any while we're here? One of Vince's most popular nutritional concepts was his recommendation of eating organic, grass-fed beef to build muscle. Organic red meat is loaded with nutrients necessary for building quality muscle. As Vince would always say to me, you must eat the type of food that the muscle is made out of, red meat. Get on that path of effortless fat loss and optimal health by following the appropriate nutritional methods. And get it from the country's leading organic meat brand, American Farmers Network at AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. The workers who have succeeded in this new economy are those who know how to decide for themselves how to spend their time and allocate their energy. They understand how to set goals, prioritize tasks, and make choices about which projects to pursue. People who know how to self-motivate, according to studies, earn more money than their peers, report higher levels of happiness, and say they are more satisfied with their families, jobs, and lives. The preceding excerpt is from Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habit audiobook published by Random House Audio. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. Audible content includes a wide selection of audiobooks and other audio products so you can access Audible's choices wherever. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash try now and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash try now. That's audible.com slash try now. Did everyone enjoy my question in which I try to be as civil and polite as possible to Rich about the Celtics being a break or two away from having a legitimate shot at going to the NBA Finals? You know, you don't want to think like this or wish this upon people, but... An injury here or there or something not going right for another team, just like to say, hey, it happened to the Celtics in 09 with Garnett. Is there any train of thought that, you know, maybe that could really push the Celtics to having a good season if they creep up on someone else that didn't have something go their way? 
Translation, boy, I'd hate to see LeBron James get some sort of season-ending injury, but in the hypothetical that does happen, how would you like your team's chances, Mr. President? Uh, seems like much so. Uh, in all seriousness, there is a stark contrast in how the highest members of the Celtics organization speak both directly to their consumers or through the media. Even as soon as last year, a few months ago, really, say last January or February, as a matter of fact, we last had Rich on back at the end of February, right after the trade deadline, I believe. And he would reiterate, see, that's the thing. It shows how much these guys are on the same page when they all think and talk pretty much the same regarding the team, state of the team. But uh, in just talking to Rich here, I have noticed a big difference in just their tone when it comes to the present state of the team. Uh, Prior to just this interview and in previous appearances, he and Wick Grosbeck and others inside the organization, when they've been on CLNS Radio, it's always been about where they want the team to be eventually, uh, what they're in this for. Banner 18, Banner 18, uh, we'd sell our souls for Banner 18. And as Rich said, uh, they were as real, they were as transparent, they were as authentic as that. And at that present time as well, I got a personal story. I remember talking to one of the owners of the team after they made the playoffs in 2015. And this was in the, as the playoffs were going on. He was incensed that, they, that the team made the playoffs and I was just you know, ruining that they weren't going to have a lottery selection. And then going back to, to where... They were at any of those present times, back to what I was talking about here. It was They weren't there yet, and it was always about the future, the Nets picks. We want the title. Never about the present, which I thought many in the organization were underselling at the time, like, like was my, my conversations off the record with, with uh, some of the owners. And say, like, yeah, say making the postseason two years ago, that, when they were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league, or even last year's successful season, Sure, the team was far away, etc. Yes, we know, but there was so much attention being paid to what the future would bring. When the team was accomplishing a lot over the course of the last two and a half years. Now, uh, hey, I mean, for, for Rich to even throw out NBA Finals as he did, as that is a ambition in some sense this year. And obviously, of course, it would take something along the way for that to happen, but... Even referring to this June, hope, just even acknowledging that possibility, I think, is a big abstract step. I find it very interesting that these guys would, would talk about this. I really do. I mentioned Wick earlier about the times we've spoken to him here. I noticed myself this past Tuesday when he spoke to the media at the Shamrock Foundation charity dinner. Once again, going as far to acknowledge that he believes the Celtics team is a little more lukewarm than uh, what Rich was, but even acknowledging that this Celtics team is in that tear down from Cleveland and Golden State. Take a listen. We almost think there's too much uh, noise about the team, and we have to actually do something. I also think we're definitely a step below where we want to be. So I don't think this is the team, but I think it's going to be a good team to watch, and we'll be hopeful that we keep making steps forward. I'm really excited about the team. Quote, a step below. A step. Dark horse title contender. That, we'll, that we'll take it. That's what we've been saying in this space uh, 
Although, just some of the computer simulations and wind projections are not as high this year. 538, what was it, 47? Um, but Wick, Mr. Grossbeck, that tear below the pinnacle of the league. It's what I've been saying for a while, uh, and, and I'm just about to go on record here in our prediction segments. I know many of you saw the staff predictions on clnsradio.com this morning. I'll do that here with team and individual predictions, win totals, bold statements, etc. But I'm ecstatic to see that Wick is excited. Some serious enthusiasm and intrigue and into anticipation, excuse me, uh, into this year's team. By the way, audio courtesy of the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Please support Jared Weiss, uh, CLNS Celtics locker room reporter. Jared works tirelessly. He, along with members of the camera crew, the production team, Kyle George, Jeremy Carf. In getting these videos out, and for your viewing pleasure, uh, please support what Jared and his team does just by simply subscribing. Again, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Maybe even sharing the videos, but that's a huge help to those guys who work endlessly at late hours to provide all that content. It's the full, raw, and uncut stuff from the locker room, press table, at the games, practices, outside of events such as as that back on Tuesday. Of course, the Garden Report, only post-game show shot on the Garden floor after every Celtics home game. The whole shebang. So whatever you can do for those guys, uh, because, listen, I love what they provide. Uh, I'm, I know I'm on the Garden Report play li- playlist almost every morning after game days or practices. So, yeah, subscribe to, to that YouTube channel if you haven't already. You're missing out as an NBA fan if you have yet to do so. Jared and his team provide so much in making CLNS Radio the leading online provider of audio video coverage of the Boston Celtics. And speaking of which, I should announce, of course, before we get to this year's predictions, the kind of content CLNS Radio will be delivering for the coming Celtics campaign. Of course, as we all know, all the videos on the YouTube channel, our podcasts, Celtic Speed, uh, per usual, available on Sundays. We know that. Also, Celtic Stuff Live every Mondays and possibly on some Thursdays during the season. Real GM Radio with Danny LaRue will continue to release weekly shows for your general NBA needs. And as many of you now know and have probably heard, CLNS Radio Celtics post game, which goes live after every single Celtics game on clnsradio.com and is available for on-demand listening on the CLNS Radio mobile app. Now available for the good folks on the AM dial up in New Hampshire after select contests, 912.50 AM on ESPN Radio, ESPNNHradio.com. Very, very excited about this partnership and its possibilities. Very excited to work with their staff. Have gotten to know them real well these past few months. And I think I can speak for them on this one uh, for Justin when I say that we're equally excited and honored to provide an even more extensive coverage for Celtics fans everywhere in the New England area and around the world. So thrilled about that. Also, real quick, because I want to get to predictions, running out of time here. But the Celtics Newsfeed podcast, first off, my pregame reports, which were on the Celtics postgame show feed last year, 12 to 15 minutes with a featured interview from an opposing coach, player, or media member for that particular game to go along with a pregame report. That is going to be available on the Celtics Newsfeed. Search for uh, it, Celtics Newsfeed, that is, on iTunes and uh, Stitcher. Also, news and notes, game recaps, breaking news, quick little three- to four-minute pods for you uh, to listen on the go, whether you're multitasking for that particular game or day. There'll be multiple of them coming out per day. 
M- moment too as well. This is all in real time, folks. This is very cutting edge stuff uh, that CLNS is doing. So that too, of course, strongly suggested. That is also available on the CLNS radio mobile app. It is a definitely in your best interest to give the mobile app a download. But here we go. Predictions from the staff were just released on CLNSradio.com this morning, put out by Celtics content manager Corey Prescott. I'll take part of it in this space. So let's do it. Roll it. A little Celtics in Eastern Conference heavy, but we're going to do this. I'll start off with the East. I'll bang this out. Bang this out. Atlantic, Boston, Central, Cleveland, and Southeast. Oh, my goodness. This is a... This is a bad division I'm looking at. Unfortunately, division titles do not mean anything in the NBA, uh, but wow. Uh, let's um, let's go with Charlotte. Looks like just being over 500 can win that division. So let's go with the Hornets as we had them here for our uh, primers here a few uh, weeks ago with Stephanie Reddy. I could be doing uh, something bold and saying Washington could bounce back a bit, uh, but I don't know. Charlotte seems to be a safe pick for 43 to 44 wins, which should be enough to get it done in that island of mediocrity. Non-playoff team from last year, which qualifies this year. Although with the Bucks having a bounce-back year, as they uh, seemingly seem to do every other year, and they do have a lot of talent, I think every team from last year qualifies again, except for the Heat. They seem to be a lock to fall out. Eastern Conference Finals, I'll go with the Cavs over the Celtics in five. That leads me to my bold prediction for the conference. The Boston Celtics will have the best defense in the NBA. John Schumann from NBA.com this past week released GM surveys. Some highlights, of course, Avery Bradley being pulled as the third best individual defender in the NBA behind Kawhi and LeBron. Brad Stevens, third best coach uh, behind Popovich and Carlisle. But as uh, one of the surveys ranked team defenses... Boston finished second behind the Spurs for 2017. I'm taking that further. San Antonio, yes, they had a historic defense last year, but they replaced Tim Duncan with an aging Pau Gasol. Meanwhile, Boston was fourth in defensive rating despite having no interior presence and a mediocre pick-and-roll defense. Insert Al Horford. Insert an even greater defensive mentality, communication, culture. More improving young players like Terry Rozier. We have got to get to him. And wow, the Celts, they're already one of the best teams in the NBA defending the three-point line, providing individual pressure on, on the perimeter, forcing turnovers. And now with all this, some prior weaknesses like defending traditional big men in the post, obviously games against the Nets in Utah last year really highlighted that deficiency, as well as defending the pick and roll. They were sort of in the middle of the pack last year. Those weaknesses are gone, and they might even be strengths. I'm not worried about not having one, uh, a weak side shot blocker or a situational rim protector. This Celtics defense is complete. So bold prediction. The Celtics will have the number one defense in the NBA in 2017. And that is going to take them a long way as top ranked defenses historically over these last 20 years. That's been an automatic ticket to 50 plus whether you have a star on your team or not. So my bold prediction then, in turn, leads to the Celts going over the Las Vegas win total of 52.5 wins. Uh, back on the ESPN Summer Forecast episode with Chris Forsberg that aired back in August, I remember telling Chris how 
it is going to be amazing how much the preseason, uh, what was it, seven exhibition games, including uh, some complete throwaways like that Knicks game on Wednesday. But it's amazing how much seven exhibition games will change opinions and win totals are usually on the positive end. Sure enough, I'm going to fall victim of my own warning and words. So I predicted 53 wins in this space back in August. So here it is. It's October 23rd, 2016. Today, 60 wins. The Boston Celtics will win 60 games this season. They will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have the best defense in the NBA. Horford's addition not only gives them an important offensive weapon, it also allows them to do have a much more versatile offense, particularly in the half-court set when they can run a lot more different sets that they have been able to run the last year. Run a better pick-and-roll, for, for example. And, of course, uh, um, allow for better looks for Boston's outside shooters. And another real important factor, this group has now been together a few years. Continuity is very important in the NBA. A lot of teams outside of the great teams, they're all usually turning over their roster almost every single year. It's now been about two and a half years. These guys have grown and developed together. It's really since that Rondo trade, 2014. Then they've added Isaiah Thomas at the deadline a few years ago. They just picked up, of course, Al Horford, as you all know, but... They've gotten to know each other very well over the last two and a half years. They have that chemistry that many other teams do not. The talent, the coaching, the defense, continuity and execution will propel this team to 60 wins in 17. There are worries. I'm willing to accept this is going to be a bad rebounding team. And I sincerely believe that along with lacking maybe one more piece will not allow. And it's going to probably... Probably... It will prevent the Celts from overtaking Cleveland this year. But the rebounding will be masked, at least in the regular season, for the the greater portion of these games, just as long as they get good production from what is, as of now, an unknown second unit. But I believe they will. Mention his name just a few minutes ago. Terry Rozier, you have won me over. You heard Rich discuss the loss of Evan Turner. I'm not concerned. I think Rozier is a much better fit on that bench. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to impact the game offensively, whereas Turner did. He's a better ball hander, believe it or not, at least from what we've seen in the preseason, 166 minutes, just four turnovers. He's a far superior outside shooter, so that's going to give the Celts a weapon there they didn't have, and that's, of course, going to spread the floor for other players on the court at that time. He's a better on-ball defender, better at forcing turnovers. Just net-wise, he'll be a better player for that unit, in in my opinion. And I actually think that this smart injury will help him get even more situated early on pending Marcus Smart doesn't make an early return which I doubt he will because Marcus has proven to be a little injury prone over these uh, three years he's been in the league so, so Rogier, he's just improved and impressed at every level when given the opportunity there's absolutely zero reason to not believe this will continue from the summer league, went into preseason and now into the real stuff he's going to make that whole second unit go and if the Celts get even 75% of what they got from a healthy Kelly Olynyk last year when he was stroking at midseason. So whenever he comes back, say around Thanksgiving, that's going to be all they need. There are their eight guys to go along with Marcus Smart. That's the eight-man rotation. And then you can factor in maybe Tyler Zeller finding his 2015 form. Doubtful but possible. 
Maybe Jalen Brown can contribute at a uh, as a rookie. Doubtful, but possible. But these are all that's all bonus stuff now. So even if you get a, a little of that, it's sort of up and away you go. So if you're a gambling man, low fifties. That's probably a worst case scenario. Couple injuries, the bench busts, the rebounding stinks. This is still a middle of the uh, playoffs in the Eastern Conference type team. 50 type wins right there. But if they get two of those three, health, bench production, rebounding, I doubt. But say they get health and bench production. That will be enough to take them over the 52 and a half. And I think easily to around 57 to 58. I'm not going to lie. I'm throwing in the 60 for good measure. Two or three of those hot take wins. But 57 to 58 if they get the two of those three. And if they do meet that, Brad Stevens is the lock of locks to win Coach of the Year. We'll be right back. All animals deserve humane treatment. So vote yes on question three. A moderate measure ensuring farm animals have enough space to turn around and extend their limbs. Endorsed by the Boston Globe and MSPCA. Yes on three for safer food and to prevent the cruelty. Vote yes on three. Paid for by Citizens for Farm Animal Protection. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts with a play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. 4.25 p.m. kickoff today down in Pittsburgh for the Patriots. Mike and Marv will take the air on CLNSRadio.com today, probably around 7.30 Eastern time, whenever that game concludes, hopefully on the earlier end. I do like the Patriots taking care of business. Seven-point favorites against the Ben Roethlisberger-less Steelers. Anyways, uh, back to basketball. If anyone cares, I got the Warriors out west really, really going out on a limb on that one. I kind of like their chances, right? Uh, And to avenge their loss against Cleveland. Uh, I think that happens. Not sure they're going to replicate the 70-plus. My guess is they'll scale it back a bit. I know Draymond will rile rile up those troops by saying it's us against the world and we're the most hated team. But they made history last year. They have to keep more players healthy. Remember that Curry injury limited him. I think they win that last year, no question. If they uh, manage it a little better, did it say like the Spurs? If he wasn't, you know, he was, if Curry was not laboring in those playoff series, especially that series against the Thunder that that stretched out. But it's scary. One one point I got to make. It's scary how as fun as the season will be for Celtics fans, if you let it. And not worry about where this team stands at all the times and blah, blah, blah. Just let it happen. But hey, to the casual NBA fan, in reality, it's see you in mid-June for the trilogy in Oakland because there's nothing stopping that from happening again. Everything else is uh, 
kind of, you know, it's basically barring, of course, <laughs> and him, uh, something like that along those lines. Boy, I, I would be crushed if uh, LeBron wasn't available for the Cavs in May. What a bad break that would be because something along those lines is pretty much the only thing that will stop that series from happening again. Celtics fans should be very happy in where this team is at for this year, considering that 10%, they're in that top 10%, 90% of this league this year doesn't matter at all. So be very happy that they're relevant and will make a cold winter in the New England area. Because it is going to be a cold one this year, Farmer's Almanac. It's going to make a, a colder winter go by much more smoothly. I tell you what, though, uh, something that is tough to predict, MVP of the league. Uh, I know Westbrook is the, is the popular pick as he should uh, put up massive traditional stats that are going to woo and wow voters, but it's tough to give the MVP to someone who may or may not make the playoffs. So I don't know if he, he can kind of take him out of it. Durant and Curry, they're on the same team. That makes that harder. They're going to split the local vote. So that kind of leaves LeBron, I guess, sort of standing alone there by default with some dark horses like Damian Lillard if, if Portland surprises again or James Harden or Anthony Davis if they and their teams bounce back. So I really don't know on that one. I guess I'll throw LeBron as the easy pick. Also should do the All-NBA team. I'll go with Curry and Westbrook at the guards, Durant and LeBron at the forwards, and uh, I think Anthony Davis bounces back. So we'll put him at the center spot. So... That should do it, I believe. I, I just got to everything there. Uh, I actually, almost everything. Here's one topic in which I've sort of strayed from over the, uh, the entire course of the preseason. That being the Celtics' last roster spot. I tweeted about this Friday afternoon. I've never felt more angst over something that means almost nothing. Like, let's say the worst case scenario occurs in which one of the players let go becomes a serviceable NBA player or a fringe rotation guy, because that's about it. Like, the best James Young or the best R.J. Hunter can do, even if, if they become that, which odds mo- mostly are they're going to fizzle out, but you'll be able to obtain any of those types of player for low-level exceptions. Uh, I guess in R.J.'s case, shooters have struggled early in their careers, like, uh, say, a Steve Kerr or a J.J. Redick before they really get going. So there's... Th- there is some maybe potential there for a Kyle Korver clone, and, and that would be very valuable. But, man, it doesn't look like he has enough strength to be in the NBA. And James Young, he had an okay preseason. has played a lot better than he has. Of course, it's because he didn't do a damn thing for two years. But it took him literally playing for his future career as professional to just look okay. So that is why I have not devoted – I haven't devoted any uh, much thought to that because – uh, because, yeah, that, that's why. Um, bigger things to concern yourself over and direct brain power towards, like the top of the Eastern Conference for the Celtics. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Music for this show was provided by Will Rock, Chuck Deeds, The Public Domain, and Steph Legretto. Be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at Celtics underscore beat. I am at CLNS underscore LHR. You can like Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio on Facebook to keep up with the show. Facebook.com slash Celtics Beat. like to thank our guest, Boston Celtics President Rich Gotham, as well as our sponsors, Movement Watches, MVMTWatches.com slash Celtics Beat for 15% off your first watch with free shipping and free returns. Audible, 
audiblepodcast.com slash try now. Excuse me, audible.com slash try now. Audible.com slash try now for a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial period in American Farmers Network, www.americanfarmersnetwork.com. For making this all possible, big thanks to our audience for making this show the number one podcast on the web dedicated to the NBA's winningest franchise. One more time, subscribe, rate, and review Celtic Speed on iTunes for free entry to win two tickets to see the Celts take on the Pistons on November 30th in Boston. For staff writer Eddie Santiago, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, and myself, the executive producer and host, I'm Larry H. Russell. See you next Sunday for another edition of Celtics Beat, powered by CLNS Radio.